Welcome to Learn CCR, your premier podcast destination for everything about closed circuitry breather diving. We bring you the most up-to-date information, training tips, and engaging discussions with experts from around the globe. So, gear up, tune in, and let's embark on this underwater journey together. This is Learn CCR, your ultimate source for rebreather diving info, training, and discussion. So today we're going to talk about when to become a rebreather diver and how to choose your first rebreather. So there are two schools of thought, and I'm going to let Amanda talk a lot about this, about the two schools of thought about when to start diving a rebreather or becoming a rebreather diver. So the two schools of thought on becoming a rebreather diver, and I've heard arguments on both sides here. One is as early as you possibly can. So if you know you want to become a rebreather diver and eventually that's the type of diving you want to be doing, as soon as you've met your minimum number of dives, go ahead and jump into that rebreather class. The other school of thought is get some tech training and some open circuit technical diving under your belt get that experience in the water then jump into the rebreather world if you will so let's dissect a little bit the first school of thought on starting earlier rather than later so me and amanda has had the opportunity to teach many rebreather classes over a period of about six years and We've done a lot of rebreather dives. Most of my dives and Amanda's dives on rebreathers have came much later in our scuba careers. That we had a lot of open circuit technical diving experience first. But let's talk about some of the experiences that we've had with training rebreather divers who just go straight to it out of the gate. Do you have any examples that you want to share first? Well, I have a couple of examples, and I think this might be one of the topics we kind of tend to disagree on a little bit, because I'm more set in the school that you should have some technical experience before you go into rebreathers. But I think you've had opposite experiences with some of your students. Well, I, I think that you should have technical diving experience, but well, let's talk about it. Let's talk. It's hard to say. It's a tough subject because I've seen really good divers on both sides of this. So one student in particular that I can think of kind of just out of the gate came into open water scuba class knowing that he wanted to be a rebreather technical diver. And that's great because then you can kind of gear all of your training and everything toward that goal. What I think happens a lot of times in that case, though, is people get a little too excited and they are just trying to push, okay, I got my 25 dives. Now I can do my rebreather training. I I got my X number of this style of dive. I can do my next thing. And I think when we're only meeting minimum dives in experience, I think it leads to bad things down the road, Not, not necessarily bad accidents or anything but just bad experiences so that is the one person I can think of he's had a couple of moments where he's like oh yeah I do need to slow down and I do need to get a little more experience doing xyz before I continue on so that's I guess where my mindset is on it but 
So let's talk a little bit about some of uh, the students that we've had that come just straight out of the gate on two rebreathers. They got open water, advanced nitrox, and I want rebreather. I want to dive a rebreather. Uh, there have been several classes that I've taught that some of the students had no experience outside of single tank back mount diving and we know there's tons of different types of rebreathers there are chest mount back mount but let's just talk about rebreathers in general with this because i've taught both straight out of the gate and you have two with excuse me the chest mounted options and back mounted options many times many times our experience has been this. I'm not saying that this is good or bad. This is just what I have experienced. Many of these guys and girls that start immediately, basically immediately, you know, after AOW and Nitrox to rebreathers tend to do pretty doggone good. And shockingly so to me, because I didn't necessarily like the idea of that. Still, I still struggle with it. Some of these guys just come out and just slay the class, like do really good. And they find buoyancy a lot easier than people who has been doing it for a diving open circuit for a long time. And it's just because they're not having to unlearn a lot of habits and having to unlearn open circuit. Cause honestly at advanced open water level, uh, you really haven't learned open circuit diving. I mean, not talking about, you know, people who's been diving for, you know, a really long time. We're talking about new divers switching over to CCR very soon in their diving career. But for a majority of them, a majority of them, they seem to just go to it easier. They seem to understand things a little easier. They're not having to unlearn, which, you, you know, to me, I'm like, you should really go get some more experience on open water. You should really, you know, learn different things and and get experience. We say it all the time, you can't replace experience. No amount of reading and training training or, you know, surfing reading things on the internet, reading books, taking your unit apart and putting it back together. No matter how many times you do that, like Nothing replaces that in-water experience. I tell my tech students all the time, you have to get into some city, shitty situations to figure out how to get out of them. Um, and there's there's just no right, way to replace that. So I do feel that having that underwater experience is definitely a benefit to someone who's going into rebreathers because you are more in tune with how you should be feeling because so many times when things go wrong on the rebreather, like you said, it's not the rebreather killing you, but it's kind of insidious. It just, you have a funny feeling, right? Something doesn't feel right. Something feels off. Well, how do you know if something feels off if you don't have that experience to know what feels right? Right, because you don't know how your body is supposed to feel underwater. It just takes time. It takes time to build that. And a rebreather is a very what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, it's intense. You've got to be focusing on a lot of things. It's very, you're very task loaded, mm -hmm. especially, you know, on open circuit, whatever's in that tank's coming into your mouth. You're not having to monitor what your PO2 is because you basically have a nitrox or trimix mixing machine on your back and you're not 
having to really focus on that on open circuit. You have to, on open circuit, do I have enough gas, you know, to reach the surface? Uh, that's really the only thing that you got to figure out. Rebreather diving is, do I have the correct gas blended in my loop, you know, to maintain life? So when people are new, they're still trying to learn things like how to climb a boat ladder, how to uh, have buoyancy control, how to navigate underwater. There's so much going on when you're brand new and adding the complexity of a rebreather could be a lot. Yeah. I think basically overall and what I've seen in my experience, it just comes down to the individual though. Are they capable of taking on this challenge while being a new diver and listening to more experienced divers around them when they say, yo, slow down a little bit, get some experience doing this before you go on to the next thing? Or are they the kind of person who thinks that they don't need that and they just charge in like a bull in a china shop? Um, I think it comes down to the individual as as far as which path is better. And I think as long as the individual is teachable, and they are willing to listen to not only instructors, but more experienced divers around them, then there's really no wrong answer. It's just what works best for them. So, yes, there, it's a tough situation. There's no right answer. I guess if I was giving, and which I have given advice to brand new rebreather divers, my advice would be this, start slow. We're not going to do decompression dives in the course. You know, you're an advanced open water diver. We're going to slow it down. You're going to, you're going to learn the unit. You're going to take your time. You're going to learn how to build it correctly. Uh, you're going to use your checklist, all this stuff that you're supposed to be doing and being very, uh, deliberate and diligent about making sure that you're watching everything and it has your focus. So if you're a new diver looking into getting into rebreathers, take that little bit of advice, uh, mull it over, chew up the meat, spit out the bones. But uh, let's segue into divers that we have taught who have been diving open circuit for a long time and diving, uh, even open circuit technical diving. What are some of your experiences with teaching people how to dive that have been technical divers for a long time? Well, one of the pros to getting into it as early as you can is you don't have to unlearn things. So for those of us who did a lot of technical diving open circuit and then made that transition to closed circuit, there is some, there's a bit of a learning curve. Uh, even buoyancy is different. You can't use your breath anymore to control that. You've got to kind of relearn how to do everything. But overall, I have found that the people who have done a lot of technical diving, and this is a very broad stroke statement. This is obviously there are caveats to this. But overall, while it may be a little bit more difficult for them to unlearn and relearn things they in general tend to pick up on things because they can relate it to different technical courses they've done in the past so they know how to do they know how to plan decompression stops they know how to hold a decompression stop they know how to figure out 
what gas they should be breathing, things like that. And a lot of them are very much already into the sciencey side of things that technical divers should be into. Um, so them learning how to manage their PO2 and things like that. And it's not as overwhelming as someone who's coming straight from advanced open water, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I see a lot of that. Um, I see, honestly, I see more of a struggle with people who are having to come from an open circuit technical background than I do even with people who are coming from a long background of recreational open circuit diving. There's definitely a huge learning curve. Yes. And then I've had people who's been diving for 40 years want to get on rebreather and get in the pool and say, nope, this ain't for me. I want rid of this. This, this is dumb. And so, so like it comes down to the individual, but a lot of times I have seen the most struggle in open circuit technical divers. They're, the biggest thing I see them get upset with is the buoyancy control. And we're in the pool and they're trying to hover. And I have to tell them, hold up, try learning to dive the unit first, learn how to stay alive on it, learn how to watch your PO2. I don't care if you have to lay on the bottom right now. If we can worry about buoyancy control uh, later, right now you need to learn how to dive the unit and how to function, how to add do you want, how to do a deal flush, how to, how to uh, manually run the oxygen. Now, you know, they're not going to be there the whole time bouncing off the bottom. We are going to work on that as soon as they can learn how to do several of the most basic skills on the rebreather. Yes. then buoyancy is a massive, uh, important thing to learn, but, uh, for first and foremost, they got to learn how to live on the unit. They got to learn how to not go hyperoxic or hypoxic or, and things like that. So, and this kind of cuts back into, you know, new diver versus old diver. And we have to be careful there. I know I'm bouncing a little bit, but who's more experienced the diver who's been diving one year with a hundred dives or the diver who's been diving five to 10 years with a hundred open water dives. And it's probably the newer diver who is more fresh up and is diving and practicing diving consistently rather than someone who is inconsistent. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a difficult call. There's no wrong or right answer about this. What, what would you say? Well, I agree. There's no right or wrong answer. Again, it comes back down to the individual and you're absolutely right. As far as, it's not just number of dives. It's not just time since certification. It's a combination of the two. I would much rather be in the water with somebody who's been diving for six months and has, you know, 60 dives than be diving for somebody or be diving with somebody who's been diving for six years and has 60 dives. Um, Cause when it comes down to it, the more you dive consistently and the more often, the more you learn. And we're always learning, right? Everybody, at least if you think you're done learning, then you probably shouldn't dive. I don't want to dive with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a big learning curve moving from open circuit to closed circuit for sure. I do think there are benefits on both sides. Again, the newer divers, you don't have to unlearn things to relearn them. You're just continuing to learn new things. 
on the technical side of things, it is kind of nice that they already have some idea of what decompression is and decompression theory and gradient factors and all that stuff theoretically. Hopefully they had a decent uh, technical instructor before. Uh, but like I said, there's pros and cons on both sides and it all comes down to the individual. I guess ending on this, be teachable. I think that's the most important thing. Guys who have been diving a long time realize that there are younger guys who's been diving less than you that you can learn things from. Younger guys, younger girls. I'm not trying to be a sexist in this <laughs> male-dominated sport. But realize that there are guys who've been doing it a long time. I don't care you know, how badass you are and how much you think you've done. You can learn from others. You can learn from people with less experience than you. Every class I teach, I learn something new. And when I tell people that, sometimes they're like, well, I guess you just don't know a lot. And maybe that is the case, <laughs> but I don't, I look to learn all the time. And I think it's important. So whether you're starting this new, you're brand new into diving, you're trying to jump right into CCR, you know, be teachable. That's the most important. That's how you're going to stay alive on these units. That's how you're going to, you know, outside of a, you know, a medical accident or an act of God where a shark comes and bites you to, in half, you know, there's, there's got to be a attitude of teachability. So. Absolutely. I would a hundred percent agree with that. I, personally strive to do continuing education classes for myself even if that just means auditing classes I've already taken because if you're not learning going all the way back to high school thank you Mr. Cooper if you're not learning you're forgetting and when you start forgetting then you start dying so make sure you're learning yes I must not forget well thank you for coming to our podcast today uh Send us an email, text, whatever, if you want to hear something. Talk about something. Tell us we're wrong. This is just our opinion. This is based on our experience from what we have been seeing from teaching technical and rebreather diving for many years now. We will see you on the next episode.